Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Ricardo. A very unusual thing that we heard today from our producer. Stop eating so we can start. That's right. Explain this. I have one of these things in front of me and so do you. This is Spanish. Do you know about La Madalena, the, the muffin, Proust's muffin? I know nothing about He this. writes about how the taste of, of this muffin that he's eating takes him back to childhood. That's what happened today. Our producer uh. brought these tortas, Spanish tortas, that look exactly how they looked 40 years ago when, when I was a child and we would eat this in, in Spain. All right. And we had them today. I said, I cannot eat it because I have to be careful with my diet. And you see two minutes later <laughs> and the torta is out of sight. I know. It has disappeared. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's similar to a, think about a, a Mexican tortilla, right? Uh, but harder and sweet. And this is meant to be like a dessert. Dessert or snack. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think we would eat it every day at all, but, but when I saw it, I recognized it immediately. All right. I have mine for my ride home. <laughs> and I said, you will eat it, I won because I can't, and then you kept it and I ate it. <laughs> my completely inability to exercise willpower. <laughs> So uh, my name is Father Philip Ogaki. I'm one of two guys and a gospel, and um, I'm the pastor at Christ King and St. Bernard Parishes in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. And Father Ricardo Martin, pastor at Sacred Heart and uh, by chancellor here in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. So I'm going to read the gospel. We're starting with John's gospel. Maybe after I read it, we'll talk about where we're at in the liturgical year. Spend some time with that, uh, but we're switching over to John's gospel now. So I'm going to read from where. John's Gospel, chapter 6, verses 1 to 15. Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee. A large crowd followed him because they saw the signs he was performing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. The Jewish feast of Passover was near. When Jesus raised his eyes and saw that a large crowd was coming to him, He said to Philip, Where can we buy enough food for them to eat? He said this to test him, because he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Two hundred days' wages worth of food would not be enough for each of them to have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. 
But what good are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people recline. Now there was a great deal of grass in that place. So the men reclined, about five thousand in number. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed them to those who were reclining, and also as much of the fish as they wanted. When they had had their fill, he said to his disciples, Gather the fragments left over, so that nothing will be wasted. So they collected them and filled twelve wicker baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves that had been more than they could eat. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This is truly the prophet, the one who is to come into the world. Since Jesus knew that they were going to come and carry him off and make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain alone. So, we're now in John chapter 6. This happens about every two out of three years, I think, in the cycle. Yeah, every three years. Yeah, yeah, or every three years. Until August 22nd, we'll be going through John chapter 6 with an exception for August 15th, the Assumption of Mary. Which falls on a Sunday. Yeah, it happens to fall on a Sunday this year. So explain why you say this is a little difficult for preachers. Well, it's the chapter 6 in in John's Gospel is a a long discourse on the the bread of life discourse, as we call it, and begins with the multiplication of, of bread and loaves. But we have to remember it's the one miracle that appears in all four Gospels. And then Mark and Matthew will have a second multiplication. The, you can distinguish them, the multiplication of the 5,000 and the 4,000. But in John, only happens once. And it gives way to this very long explanation or discourse, as we call it, called the, the bread of life. And it may be difficult for a preacher, if, especially if you, are not, if you do not prepare in advance, to plan what, what are you going to say. You could say everything you want to say one weekend and then not have anything else new to say afterwards. So so it's it's tricky. Exactly. And that's the thing. There's a little there's little aspects of this to, to take on through all of these weeks. And what's gonna happen and why it's so difficult is Jesus repeats himself a lot. And there's something important about that, and that's part of perhaps the the preaching, what will repeat himself often really after this point. After so this this, is, this gospel, yeah. because here you look at the miracle, there are so many details. For me, essential, it's that it says that it was close to the to the Jewish Passover, and then people are sitting. The last time that people sit to eat, it's it's. So if you are standing and eating, that's that's a reference to the first Passover, mm. when when the angel of the Lord tells the Israelites to to keep standing because they need to be ready to escape Egypt. Mm-hmm. Now this is a free people, so now they can recline. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you say I exaggerate a little bit, but I'm pretty that's sure. A good point. I'm right. pretty sure that that's what's going on. And then you see the Eucharistic language, so it's the new Passover. It's it's a fantastic miracle. So yeah. And of course, I mentioned last week, so there's prayer. So here, right at the end, Jesus will withdraw again to the mountain alone after this major incident. I just want to point out, though, the first line, uh, the second line, actually, and keep this in mind as we work through John chapter 6, a large crowd followed him. So keep that in mind. I'll give you the bookend to Mm -hmm. that in August, if I remember. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In August, when we get to the end of John chapter 6, and you're going to see why that's an interesting line to think about right now. A little bit of a cliffhanger there. Okay. 
reminder, 5,000 men, there were probably more, many more people than that. So just culturally, just the, the men would have been counted for purposes like this. So could have been 10,000 if you include the women. And well, your observation, I think we've talked about this before, is this perhaps a military gathering? Is it really- 5,000 was the number of a division in the, in the Roman army. So some yeah. people suggest- that this is a typical army ready for battle, and Jesus comes and says, well, not so quickly. There is another way to preach about this. You see there is a Philip, and there is an Andrew. I remember one year to, to tell people, are you Philip or are you Andrew? Are you Philip? And we have them in parishes, in bunches, right? People who are very able to tell you what the problem is. Right, right. And then we have very few Andrews who are able to tell you, look, there is a solution. Right. Small one, the, the seed of a solution probably, but... But there you have it. So if you preach this way, it catches people's attention because it's easy to understand. And it's exactly what's happening here. One of the disciples, your your patron, doesn't seem to, your namesake. I know. I don't uh, have a doesn't seem Doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to point at a solution. And, and Andrew does. And the other thing that I've preached about is that we have great problems, but every great problem begins with a small solution. The, right. the, the solution has to come from, from somewhere. And I remember preaching about this gospel saying, this boy unexpectedly was the, the beginning of a solution, no? Because it's not a miracle out of nothing. There was a, the need for the five loaves of, of bread and the two fish to be able to be there for the miracle to happen. Right. What's valuable about this gospel is there's a lot of opportunity here to insert oneself into the dialogue and to pray. Mm -hmm. So just like, so Philip and Andrew or the boy or the crowd, or just to think about those interactions with Jesus, just to, to really prayerfully and slowly to engage there and to pl really place ourselves in the scene and to say, so for instance, am I a Philip, who is not trusting enough and, and, and afraid, perhaps, or I mean, Andrew, or the boy of the crowd, uh, really a lot here to, to pray over, or even Simon Peter, like, at a point in time previously, brought Andrew here to, you know, evangelized, and here now Andrew is doing something really valuable, for instance. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's, just a, there's some people here and just a lot of opportunities to spiritually insert yourself here in prayer and a lot to pray about here. I'm sure people have heard this many times. This is Eucharistic language. Jesus takes the bread, thanks God, blesses it, and then gives it to people to be distributed. It's obviously the, the Eucharist, and one of the most clear evidence that the Eucharist is absolutely scriptural, and you don't need to wait to the Last Supper to see it. Here, it's, it's already before that. You already see signs of the Eucharist. And that beautiful kind of beautiful aspect of this that there's leftovers. <laughs> there's so much. Abundant. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Not just enough to sort of just get by, but so much, so rich in our relationship with the Lord and, and really especially that gift of our relationship with the Eucharist, more than we could ever imagine. Excellent. So it's a good gospel to preach about. It's a good gospel also to teach people how to interpret the scripture. There's a lot of the connection with the Feast of Passover for me is fundamental, and, and why why else would it say that it's close to the Passover feast? This is a great gospel in, in, in many ways. So uh, you're right. A, a really good gospel here to get into John chapter 6, uh, as we'll spend a number of Sundays now in ordinary time uh, with a little break for August 15th the assumption of, uh, of Mary into, into heaven, which happens to be on a Sunday this year. And then we'll go back to Mark's gospel, which is the gospel we are supposed to read this year. It's just that for me, in this case, it's a matter of logistics. That same miracle is in Mark and, and John. So you jump to John and then you get all this 
important reflection about the Eucharist, and then we go back to the synoptic gospel for the year. Right, exactly. All right, good. So I think um, I'm going to pray about this some more and think about it, and we'll get together next week and talk more. Would that be good? I'll see you next week. All right, take care. Bye. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.